with Jacob Page, y'all. You know what time it is. So pull up a seat, grab a glass of wine, and take off your pants. <laughs> Everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Date Night with Jake and Page. This was interesting. I felt like um, I spent the majority of the time trying to calm my lying fears. I know. This was a date night with uh, Jake and Page and... An easy breezy guest, oh, if boy. you will. A date morning. Brad, a date morning. Shall we say the guest? Brad Panovich. Yes. Chief meteorologist at WCNC mm-hmm. in Charlotte. And fashion icon. Who knew? Wouldn't that be convenient if he was? He Brad, you looked great, okay, but he happens to not be a fashion icon. What it, where is this going? It would have tied in nicely with our sponsor. Uh, I see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But so throw the guest under the bus for the sponsor? Look, Brad looked fabulous. Tr- okay. However, I don't I don't know that he'll make it into this display here at the Mint Museum. Guys, this episode is brought to you by Fashion Reimagined, and you are in for a treat with this one. This is at the Mint Museum. They're covering fashion from 1760 to now and it's going to be there through July 2nd but don't miss it because they have the coolest pieces all over uh covering all all those years in fashion and they go from minimalism they're talking pattern decoration they talk about the body reimagined so that's just really creative and here's the coolest part Jake hmm. have you ever wondered what you look like in a hoop skirt or a bustle Daily, multiple times a day. <laughs> Do you even know what either of those things is? A hoop skirt is a skirt that mm. is goes around the waist in a hoop fashion and kind of plops down around it. it pl- and a bustle, uh, didn't we have guests... We had guests for a company Bustled. called Bustle. We did. And it has to do with the ruching uh, of the dress. The wow. Dress. I actually am very impressed that you pulled out the term. What do you think this is? Ruching. It makes up for the, fr- the fact that you used the word plopped in a fashion well, a segment. a hoop skirt is a plop skirt. Okay. So fashion <laughs> reimagined, guys. What I was going to get to is the interactive component, which is called Shape Shifters. And it's really cool. What it's a dressing say? room. Shape Shifters. Got it. All right. <laughs> it's a dressing room. They've got magnet- magnetic forms on the mirror, so you can stand there, and, and it will look like yeah, you're wearing cool. a hoop skirt or a bustle, That's cool. and Jake's going to figure out what that is. It's all super cool. I partnered with Scout and Molly's to help promote this, and I just adored them, so I want to give them a shout-out also from Waverly. They um, June forgot her purse in their, in their store, and they tracked us down after we did a shoot with them, and I've since been back to support them, so it's just another cool thing that the museum did to partner with local businesses around here to help promote this. And I just adored the folks at Scout and Molly's. So thank you so much for that. Fashion Reimagined Themes and Variations. Go check it out at the Mint Museum through July 2nd. Mm. Brad Panovich is about to get all up in your ear hole. Braddy P. <laughs> that a great transition? The first time he's probably ever been teed up that way. The great thing we discussed yeah. after Brad left, first of all, his license plate says Brad P., Oh, yes, And he's did. okay with us saying that because he's obviously on his license plate. And yep. he pulled away and I was like, that is so baller. Do people pull up to you all the time and want to talk? And he said, absolutely. Which I guess you have to be okay with that if you voluntarily put it on your license plate. I'm a big Twitter guy. And I'm also not a fan, a huge fan of flying. Right. When you combine me being scheduled for a flight, I fly a fair amount. I check his account constantly. Yeah. Check his accounts constantly for weather, but then to have him in the building and to ask him, like, how concerning really how is it for a flight? Stuff, and he's yeah. like, basically, not at all. He's like, got to look out for wind shear. Like, fun fact. So when I'm on the plane, do I yell? Do I hit the boom? 
What's, how are we looking wind shear wise? What's the wind shear looking like? Is it is it bustle? He talked a lot about how weather affects flights, but also just weather in general and his background there. But can I tell you real quick too? I felt a little bit. I was a little bit concerned of a trader aspect from my perspective when he was coming over, because he's like the top weather guy in Charlotte yeah. and my dearest, one of my dearest Cheating. dearest friends. Yes, Bella Nick Coaster. And Brad put my fears to ease because he reassured me that he loves Nick as well and that they're boys and they both have their lane. Nick is the dancing weatherman and Brad is the flight reassuring weatherman. Flight reassuring. And, and like, I'm going to give him a little love here. You're killing his fashion. Well, he looked fabulous. He what looked do you mean? great. I, you opened the whole thing, throwing him onto the bus. Brad, you look great. Oh, you looked great. Nick, you also look great. Yep. We love our weather men equally. Uh huh. You both dress beautifully and know a lot about how planes are going to worry Nick, Jake. Yes, Nick, that was like our 10th episode. Brad, welcome. Thanks to for the coming show. over, buddy. Sure. <laughs> Take a listen, guys. How fun is this? This is awesome. Our first <laughs> date morning. It's like, yeah, I woke up super early. Uh, um, I, it's not so fun, actually. Yeah. It's not for weather, so it's good. <laughs> That's true. Usually I'm getting up for severe weather or a snowstorm or something, or I've been up all night for a rocket launch like I was the other night. Oh. All right, you know what? Let's stay there. Let's just go right into it. <laughs> when that happens, and I don't want to make light of it because it, no. uh, severe weather is like super dangerous and yeah. bad things can happen, but for you... Is that like that's it, right? Does that get your get you going? Get it, you out of bed? Get you fired up? There's two things I'm like. I've always loved bad weather, even as a kid, which oh. was really weird. My parents thought I was nuts because, like, since I was six years old, I can remember the specific snowstorm where I wanted to go outside in this big blizzard. I grew up in Northeast Ohio, and we go out there, and there's seven foot snowdrifts. And I'm this little kid, and I just wanted to know how, what, and why. And it was like this light bulb moment. So anytime there was a snowstorm, a hurricane, a tornado, a flood, I'm just outside looking. And I just loved it. My parents thought, like, this has got to be a phase, right? You're going to outgrow this at some point. <laughs> it's like cow with yeah, the reptiles. Yeah. I'm like, is this a phase? I know. No, or- yeah, it's like, you know, so, but every science fair project, book report, I mean, I did it all on weather. Really? And I, I don't think my parents thought it was, I was serious until I literally got my diploma mm-hmm. in atmospheric <laughs> science. They're like, wow, you actually, you're going to do this, right? 22 like, years of this. You're sticking yeah, to it, Yeah, huh? so it's like, it was just one of those things. So, yeah, I do, I, I, I do have excitement, but I'd say over the years, the excitement has been more about concern because now yeah. I've seen what it does hmm. to people and not being in this community as long as I have now, I kind of feel like an obligation. Like there's people really relying uh-huh. on that information. So now it's kind of like a, oh yeah, I, I, I love this, but I'm also like a lot of people really need information. Mm-hmm. So they're relying on me. So now I feel this obligation to like be there 24 seven. Yeah. Well, and you are, I mean, you, <laughs> it's, you, you treat it like, you're your own personal weather station. Yeah. Right? Like, I feel like you would do it even if you weren't attached to oh. a station. Because don't you have a whole setup at home? Walk us oh. through what you did at home and how that came to be. Yeah. So, <laughs> it, the two houses I've had since I've been in Charlotte, I've had my own little, like, studio. Yeah. And this is so funny. It was like when COVID Before hit. Before people were doing that, yeah. though, right? So, that was so funny. When COVID hit, it's like, hey, um, we might have to go home, you know, and work from home. Hey, Brad, go test your shot. Oh, you're good. We're, don't come back. It right. was like, like <laughs> check. Because I had already set this up because I was doing so much streaming, like, long before like streaming on YouTube and Facebook, you know, I was doing like live streams and all this stuff overnight in the middle of the night, all these, you know, all this social media content, not because I had to, because I wanted mm-hmm. to, I thought it was like really cool. And the weather didn't happen during the six and 11 o'clock. Right. It happened whenever it happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this was a way for me to reach the audience and talk to them and like get my information. It was more like me geeking out because I needed an outlet for what I love to do. 
And so it was so funny when I first started doing it, the station was like, you know, why are you doing that? Or what, you know, and now stations it's like, are a little lo- slow on the yeah. uptake sometimes. For- I, I laugh now. I look back and I'm like, now it's like, we got mandates. You got to post so yes. many times a day. And I'm like, well, that's kind of what I've already been doing. And so, yeah. Wow. So, so yeah. So I have this great setup at home. I, it's off of my, my, um, my master bedroom. It must have been like a sitting room or like a nursery at some point. Mm-hmm. And so it's got nice bookshelves. And so we put a barn door up. And it's my office. I got three monitors. We got fiber at the house. So I just, it's a great setup. I mean, it's just, I actually love working from home because I have better internet connection. Right. I have better, it's more comfortable. I have all my own software. I don't have firewalls and VPNs I got to go through. Uh-huh. So it's just, it's a lot more relaxing for me. So I actually, still to this day, probably do about 50 to 60% of my work at home before mm-hmm. I even get to the mm-hmm. station. That's mm. just the way it works. What gets your attention the most? Like a hurricane, uh, like a pop-up Ooh. thunderstorm, mm. flooding. Probably severe weather. So tornadoes, you know, flooding, severe weather. I mean, hurricanes are still big, but they don't really. Are those just not considered severe here because we're not directly hit by it, them? It does more. I mean, the funny thing is, is like hurricanes are such a big deal to the Carolinas on the coast, but inland areas, because we learned from Hugo in 89, it's a oh, big yeah. deal. But now with the flooding, but the funny thing about social media is like, this is where I've really learned, like, I have a ton of followers on the coast. Uh-huh. Yes, and do. so, like, yes. in the Outer Banks, so I would, like, maybe not post something, be like, oh, you got a big following. Outer Banks, can you put an update on Hatteras or Wilmington? I'm like, Whoa. oh, I didn't realize. realize so now, were, yeah. because people just liked my format, the way I was discussion, discussing and doing my vlogs um, on hurricanes. And that really started when I was in New Orleans because I had a really big background in tropical meteorology. And um, so it just became a thing, well, I'm going to cover hurricanes more so, even though if they're not directly impacting us. But to answer your question, it's really severe weather. I mean, tornadoes, because those are the things that pop up. Like, people get up on a sunny morning and realize, okay, we might have an isolated tornado this afternoon. Right. Your phone doesn't really tell you. It's just a little icon with a thunderstorm. Yeah. It doesn't tell you that's going to be a tornado mm-hmm. or a severe th- It just tells you there's a chance of rain. Mm-hmm. So that's where I can really add some value to that. I think one thing people underestimate a bit for meteorologists also sometimes can be the importance of having knowledge of the actual place that's getting yes. hit too, right? Like on the days that we would be at the station and we would have a storm coming through yep. with flooding or snow or whatever it is. And I mean, people at home probably don't, oh geez, that's my alarm. Well, that's telling me my <laughs> friend's about to be on the Today Show. <laughs> oh my gosh. Nice. Uh, humble brag there. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Sorry, uh, Kristen. I'm sorry. <laughs> local news no more. Everybody. Uh, hold on. Let me make sure that doesn't go off again. Uh, Kristen O'Keefe, there's your shout out. Yeah. Wow. I might know someone so, I can get you a tape of that. I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. really. Um, what was I saying? Oh, so anyway, so, you know, severe weather's coming or something, yeah. you know, snow's coming and you break into whatever programming's on and you go live and your meteorologists have to be on for... Oh hours and and all you do is pop up a map basically right and and a radar and they have to and i'm always like how do they know where every single thing is every town every road what it's going to lead to and sometimes they don't and that's where you can tell that's why you are such a good person to watch because you know this area is this like triggering to you because you're a traffic (laughs) backup oh my gosh brad (laughs) so jake is what he's referring to I was a traffic reporter for oh like my 30 seconds when we lived in Raleigh. Uh, far longer than 30 hey, seconds, paycheck. by the way. We needed that. It was yeah. a first job paycheck. It was in between babies, and we had we had a daytime show like um, My Charlotte Today. Yeah, yeah. Charlotte Today. Yeah. And that got canceled. And oh, they were like, we no. want to keep you, but we don't really have anywhere to put you. Do you well, let's have you do traffic for the morning show. And I was yeah. like, you guys, I couldn't find my way out of a paper bag. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know how to get home. Almost. I feel like they do that to so many people. From the like, station, right? And yeah. they go, well, you have a great personality. Just go on. And I'm yeah. like. Um, okay. So 
I did, and oh, I would just look no. at the computer. And by the way, though, you know this as well as yeah. I do. That's the case for some people who get into meteorology. Oh, absolutely. They're like, I want to be on TV, and I can do that. Well, because honestly, machines will tell me how to do it. That's like initially why I never wanted to go into broadcasting uh-huh. because when I grew up, you know, in the 80s and 90s, most of the people I saw on TV, they were just personalities. Right. They weren't meteorologists. It's almost like, like the goofball at the weather yeah. wall. And yeah. it's not that I didn't like watching it, but it's like I really was into the science. Yeah. Like I really, and so I thought, well, that's not what I'm going to do. So I didn't get a journalism degree, communication. My, my degree is in atmospheric science. And I graduated from Ohio State, and there was a hiring freeze in the government because most people that go into meteorology want to work for like the weather service, the government, right? Mm-hmm. And so there was a hiring freeze. My buddy goes, do an internship at a TV station. I'm like, no, those people are phony. They're full of crap. You know. So I go do this internship, and I walk into WBNS. I remember CBS affiliate in Columbus, Ohio, and they had their own Doppler radar. They had all these silicon graphics computers, and I was a really big tech geek, too. I love technology. And I was like, wow, this stuff is cool. Hmm. And so I started diving into the technology part, building graphics. I'm like, this is really neat. And the news director's like, building all these graphics and the chief meteorologist like our intern brad's doing this wow and she's like you want a job and i said doing what being a weather producer i was like what is that so we want you to build the graphics do the forecast do everything but be in front of the camera i'm like all right (laughs) you're like i'm I'm not sure how to take that but okay uh, it's called a radio yeah so i'm like well how much does it pay she's like i will give you 12 bucks an hour and it's part-time i'm like all right so i finished school while i was doing that and so i was able to be at the station kind of learn about tv in the process and I had my resume online at the time. I think tvjobs.com. I had it on there, I remember. And station in Dayton, Ohio, NBC affiliate reaches out to me. Hey, we might have an opening for a morning job. Would you be interested? I'm like, sure. What do you need? I'm like, we need a, a resume and a, and a reel. And I was like, what do you mean a reel? Because I didn't know about like resume. <laughs> well, now, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, we need you like a demo tape. I was like, oh, okay. So I had like one poorly fitted suit. You know, I'm like a college senior. <laughs> and that night I go to my, you know, my job, my part-time job at the station and the chief's like, Hey, I'll let you do the weather wall. I can play around with it. And so I did a, a reel. I just yeah. did some weather cast, sent it off to them. And they're like, you're hired. I was like, all right. What just happened? Yeah. yeah. So I moved it. I didn't move because it wouldn't pay enough. So I drove from Columbus, Ohio to Dayton every morning. What's that commute? What's that? Like an hour and a half. Remember, Brad, I don't Whoa. know how to get anywhere. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> an hour and a half. And not Jeez. just an hour and a half. Hour and a half through like farm country. Oh, like, yeah. like there's nothing. There's just corn between Columbus and Dayton. And, <gasps> wow. Um, did that every morning. And I literally learned about TV like on the job. Like yeah. I remember the first morning I'm like on and I'm, it's like a 30 second hit, you know, the Today Show cut in or whatever. And I'm like. I'm in the middle of a talk and they're like, rap. I'm like, <laughs> three, yeah. two. Like, yeah, you're like, just oh, cut you off. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm done. I, got I was Tuesday. Uh, so I was like, oh, I have 30 seconds to talk about like it's a piece seven of cake. Yeah. yeah. So, like, for oh, me, the, the, the <laughs> yeah. time constraints were really like the biggest thing that. Oh, when you see, me. when you see someone do that for the first time, you're oh. like, they're magic, right? When they, someone can be concise and in 30 seconds, no, and they finish their sentence right as the person's like, three, yeah. two, and you watch it and you go, you know, How'd they do that? Yeah. So I, that was really, honestly, the hardest part. And they didn't give me a contract. I was still getting paid hourly. And it was still part-time. I worked at Dick's Sporting Goods in the evening and did morning weather in Dayton, Ohio. Oh, my gosh. At the same time. And um, the cool thing was is I got to learn, and I didn't have a contract. And next thing, I, I had my resume online. Same thing, get offered a job to be a chief in Traverse City, Michigan. You just can't get out of the Midwest. Um, man. And so I had never been to Traverse City. I've been to like Door County, Wisconsin. I've been all of the Midwest, but never been up there. So I didn't know a soul. But it's a chief meteorologist job. Yeah. Smaller market, but paid more. Yeah. Um, I could basically design the whole weather. It was when Fox was starting their local affiliates. Mm. So they were going to start. This is when this is like, what, how old are you? Or are we about the same I'm about, age, I'm going to turn 50 here shortly. Okay. So well, you're I, this significantly was significantly like, older than we are. This then, was about 97, <laughs> miss that. 97, 98, like late 90s, right? Okay. And so they were just starting. So we're going to do a 10 o'clock news. I was going to be their first on-air person. And I'm like, what am I ever going to get a chance to be like 
like in the door, like not, not a single person there and pick out everything. And so that was a great job because I would go out the sales guy and have to sell myself like, Hey, I'm going to be doing weather and, you know, sponsor our weather. And it was 88 counties of Northern Michigan, like the UP all, I mean, it was crazy. The Upers. Yeah. We had, we had five different five day forecasts because the weather was so different. Oh, wow. Okay. Wait, talk about that for a second, because I'm sure you get this a ton. Yeah. People be like, why are the weather guys always wrong? And the oh. weather said, that's like all you ever hear. Yeah. I'm sure. And I, in the defense of weather people, because as, as you know, Nick yeah. Coaster was one of my best, oh, still yeah. is one of my dearest friends and certainly at the station. Yeah. And, I would always like have his back. I'm like, it's because the weather people are talking about huge areas yes. and it's going to be, di- but no, that's why the percentages, right? Can you yeah. explain for people like why it sounds like you say it's going to rain and where they are, it doesn't rain just because they heard you doesn't yeah. mean you were saying it was going to rain where they are. Well, let's face it. We're all very self-absorbed. We right. want to know the weather at our house, yeah. right? Like what's happening in our backyard. And the problem is we're forecasting for a huge area. So it's like when we give the rain chance, that's for like the 22 counties we cover. Okay. So if there's a 20% chance of rain, if you stay at your house all day, you, you only got a two in 10 chance of seeing rain, right? Mm-hmm. But let's say you travel to work, to school, to the grocery store, everywhere you travel, you've now increased your chance of seeing rain because now every point on the map was a 20%. Now it's mm-hmm. 20% times this point, times this point, times mm-hmm. this. So it increases. So people say, well, I thought it was a 20% chance of rain. Well, yeah, you didn't stay put. It was like <laughs> you moved around. You increased your chances. Yeah. You bought more lottery tickets is what you You're did. Right. So you've increased your chances. But That's a good way of putting it's, it. People just, you know, I think in, in this day and age, we're, it, it, we're also actually a victim of our own success. We're getting so good mm-hmm. that people think we're going to be super precise. Mm-hmm. right? And the thing is, I always say, well, precision and accuracy aren't the same thing. Just because your phone can Ooh. give you a 10-day yeah. forecast – to the nearest degree doesn't mean it's accurate. Mm-hmm. It just gives you precision. It's the it's the illusion of accuracy. It's more precision, not accuracy. Huh. So speaking of, <laughs> everybody wants to know what's happening in their own. I, I, I pulled this up earlier. So I had a harrowing flight experience. Ooh. And uh, flew, let's just say a small plane. Mm. A small plane. But you could touch both sides. Right. Yes. <laughs> into... A severe weather. Oh, it's the worst. And I haven't been the same since. I'm okay. I'm getting better. Well, this I was on a similar small plane, and this is where I pulled this yeah. up. This is my Twitter. Do you know that guy? <laughs> yeah. So I was Audience just, at home, Jake just showed Brad a picture yeah. of himself. Yes. <laughs> I, of, tw- of Brad. Of Brad, yes. yes of Brad, <laughs> because I was... Not a no, Brad. That would have been weird. <laughs> you look at, what do you think of this guy? Look at, what do you think of my headshot? Wow, looks familiar. Yeah, look, what, do you, what do you think of this photo? Um, I was frantically checking your Twitter every day last week because I was in a similar situation because of the weather. Yeah. And I was in the same small plane and flew into it on, was that Thursday? No, Friday. Friday. Oh, wow. Into it on Friday, and I'm literally checking your Twitter (laughs) on the plane. You're basically holding his hand on flights, Brad. You didn't even know this. And so the timing of this. Is it okay, though? That's our question, I think. is How much does weather affect? Like, can you fly over? What can you fly over and what? Right? That's a great question. Like, the biggest thing that, you know, impacts flights is severe weather, thunderstorms. People don't understand. The summertime is the worst time to travel. Worst time to travel. Oh, God. Because if there's a thunderstorm near the airport, there will not be a single plane going anywhere because before Doppler radar in the late 80s, early 90s, planes used to crash all the time, taking la, off la, and landing. La, 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 <laughs> Brad. Oh, they, were, they would crash all in the downbursts. Time? They would come in and the downbursts would force the plane into the ground. 
and they didn't understand this phenomenon. It's called wind shear or downburst. Wind shear. And so when Doppler radar came around, you could you could see these things. And so pilots learned, you know what, we're staying way away from these thunderstorms. So when there's a thunderstorm, the planes won't also won't land and take off. But remember too, there's lightning at the airport. All those ground crews people, people loading the baggage, sure. they're not going to be outside. Yeah, yeah. Okay. they can't be outside. They're, safe. Right, right. That's a good they're holding giant metal carts driving right. on golf yes. carts. They're, they're the tallest object on the tarmac. So when there's lightning on the airport, all those people got to go inside. Got it. So that's why the airport will shut down for like long periods of time. Okay, but so when you say worst time to fly, you yeah. mean your flight's going to get messed up, not oh. most dangerous, because they no. will can't, we know enough, is what you're saying here, <laughs> I need to feel safe, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. is the headline here, we know enough about weather that we can yeah. keep people safe by not flying in it. Absolutely. Okay. And, and that's, a, that's a thing, like nowadays, pilots know better. They okay. don't fly anywhere near this stuff, but that also means tons of delays sure. and cancellations. Yeah. I'm okay with that. You know, I'm just not I okay with dying on a flight. Cloud. Even like thin <laughs> clouds can downburst down a plane. Yeah. Are, so well, what's, a, what's a wind? What's an air pocket then? Or the, so, the yeah, surprise like when you, when you go through? Right. Yeah. When you the clear air turbulence, right? You hear all the time we're going right. through turbulence or yes. whatever. Well, every little puffy cumulus cloud they look awesome out your window, yeah. but all of those are a little updraft. It's a little bump in the road. So okay. when you go through that, you're going to go bump. And when uh, you get into clear air. You'll calm down. Then you'll hit the next one. So you got to think the atmosphere is like a river. Have you ever been like river rafting or tubing? There's all kinds of little currents and eddies that are flowing in the river. In the atmosphere, it's clear air. You can't see it because mm-hmm. it's just air moving. But those same turbulence are going on in the atmosphere. So when you're flying, you might run into those. And that's why the pilots say, hey, we'll go to a higher or lower altitude to get out of that turbulence because the jet stream could be stirring up some eddies up there and so he's going to fly around that stuff okay by the way are you using turbulence ence and turbulence nts too yes those are tur- oh did you hear that he was <laughs> saying no, there's some point, tu- there's some turbulence yes that you can run into there are some turbulence nice. or there is some t- t- yep. ts or there is some turbulence ce hey pilot excuse me could you watch out for the turbulence i like to use them together so brad yes you were my uh you were my comfort blanket oh that's good to know last week and i made it i'm here yeah he made it he did do you get scared on flights then or are you cool with it because you know that what's going on i love flying you do so because i like being at the window i like seeing everything so i'm I'm those guys like even though i have long legs i'm tall i sometimes i like to be in the aisle but if i can get the window seat because that's to me that's like just staring out the clouds. I'm the one that's people have my iPhone got grilled yeah. to to the window, just taking videos and I'll pictures. I'll show you a picture. It's incredible. Oh, I, I mean, I love looking up there. That view of the atmosphere, I just like looking at the sky in general. I think mm-hmm. that's most meteorologists are like that. So to me, looking out the window is awesome. And I and I kind of know what's going on. I love looking at the, the printout or the computer monitor in the back of the uh, – the thing at the back of the chair, you know, tells you like the altitude and the temperature and the wind speed and all that stuff. I just love doing that. So I like flying. I think it's, I think it's awesome. You've been at your station more than 20 years. It'll be 20 years at the end of December. Yeah. I, I was, uh, I actually moved to Charlotte December, 2002. Oh, solo. Were you married at the time? No, I was single. Oh, Um, I was single. I just moved from New Orleans. I just was, you know, having the time of my life and, I wanted to get out of New Orleans really bad. I was at a great station. Were you, did you go Michigan? Did you go Ohio, Michigan, New Orleans? New Orleans and then Charlotte. And then here, okay. And Traverse so, City to New Orleans? Yeah. Okay. So, so, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said too. <laughs> well, the funny thing was, was, like, why did I leave Traverse City? Well, I was at a weather conference. You know, you network, you meet all these other people in the business. And uh, I'm like, oh, I'm a chief. I'm, I had a really good job. And you're just you're trading business cards. And so I go back to Michigan and the station owner's like, hey, we're selling the station. And as you know, when that happens, you're like, oh, yeah, I better start putting some <laughs> resumes out just right. in case. And so I, I, I reached out to the guy I met in New Orleans. He's like, hey, um, 
you know, we're interested. We'd love to fly you down for an interview. I'm like, oh, free trip to Norman, right? I also love to fly. Perfect. So, yeah, fly down. There's stations in the French Quarter. Go down oh. there. And it was the weirdest interview. Like, every job I've ever interviewed for, I got. It's wow. just like, I'm a good oh, you know, wow, in-person interview. Yeah, Flex, yeah. yeah. Really, really well, good I, I was, no, fine. <laughs> but if, well, I, if I can get my foot in the yeah. door, and I'm going to... Gonna... They typically aren't going to fly you in yeah. for an interview unless they're pretty sold on you anyway. Yeah. So or it's... if there's turbulence. Turbulence. Sorry, severe, severe weather. That yeah. I meant to say. Right oh, it. But it was so funny. So I go down in New Orleans and I'm like, it was a great trip. And it was the first time I got put on the spot, like on the spot auditions which mm. are now the norm like sure. you go somewhere but it's like i remember the gm she was really nice she's showing me around and she hands me the clicker shows me the key watch she's like hey why don't you do a quick little weather for i'm like like right now uh-huh and so i did it right cool. in front of her that. in real time and she's, they basically offered me the job and i thought the whole time like oh man new orleans i never in a million years thought i'd be working in new orleans but i'm like i always look at it as like a stepping stone it was this great cbs station i'm like oh this is number one affiliate in the country Wait, were you there for katrina I went back for Katrina. Oh, God, I was going to say, because you had just come. Katrina was what year? 2005. So right after you, a couple yeah. years after you left. So that's a whole, that story, that's like crazy. Because yeah. I, 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 you know, was there for four years and I was looking to get out. Because New Orleans is one of those cities, like, it's a great place to visit. It is not a great place to live. Mm. Um, that's mm. just the way, I mean, there's a lot of cities. Like, I love visiting Vegas or Orlando. I mean, this place you go, but you're like, I don't think I could ever live mm-hmm. there. So I was, and I missed four seasons. Honestly, I missed Four season mm-hmm. climate because in New Orleans we had a joke. There's two seasons: summer and hurricane season. Uh huh. That's all there is. And I missed fall. I missed mountains. I love the outdoors. So I'm like, I got to go somewhere where there's outdoors. And I'd been to the Carolinas so many times. And we we had the station in Charlotte. So I'm like, I want to apply to the station in Charlotte. So I applied. There was a weekend job. When you say we, just for anyone listening who's yeah. not familiar, meaning the whoever owned your station yeah. in New Orleans also owned the one in Charlotte. Yeah. So we were owned by Belo at the time, which has been taken over like twice now which like every company's you know we're all going to be yeah. the same company <laughs> eventually um so we were Jeff Bezos will own us all Amazon will own us all and um so yeah the the same company owned us so it was easy transfer I actually looked at Louisville Kentucky and, and Charlotte just because the weather Ooh, sure. yeah. Yeah. um and I love the air I just the greenery I just love the seasons mm-hmm. and so when Charlotte came up and I applied right away I didn't even really care like what the station was like I just wanted to be in Charlotte and so literally the first week in town, I'm staying in temporary housing. There's a big ice storm, which I thought was awesome because I had just come from four years of living in New Orleans. Right. I'm like, winter weather. What yes. a sicko, Brad. You're <laughs> such a sicko. Right. So, but, you know, that's the way meteorologists are. Sure. Like, it was yeah. awesome, you know. Oh, I'm sorry you don't have power for two weeks, but this is great. But no, I have that's cool, cool Brad. Steady. Having a blast. So, I, you know, moving on, this is awesome. And I, the first week in town, it just felt like home. Like, I never, uh, moving around in TV in the four places I've been, it was the one place, like, immediately felt like home. Hmm. And the thing, I think the thing that made Charlotte so appealing was the people, the climate, everything about just, there's just like a melting pot. There was people from other parts of the country. Everyone here is from Ohio. Yeah. Well, I remember. That probably felt familiar so to you, in, too. in January 2003, we're playing Miami in, in the um, the BCS championship game. And I'm like, oh, I got to watch this with other Buckeyes. So I'm Googling really quick, where's the alumni club meet? Jocks and Jills. I'm like, where's Jocks? It's right around the corner from the station by the oh, old Coliseum, wow. right? Yeah. Go over there. 600 Buckeye fans in there. Oh I'm like, where, I, mean, I, I moved back to Ohio. Yeah, this yeah. is like great. There are a ton of Ohioans here. That's oh what my I gosh. mean. I wasn't joking. Every, yeah. Because the weather's so much better and it's close yeah. enough. And everyone in Ohio vacations in North Carolina, Oak they, Island. They anyway. all go to the beach and they drive through Charlotte. And they go, that might be a Why good place to move here? someday. Yeah. You know? yeah. But it was so funny. Now our alumni club, I'm so active in the alumni, alumni club 10, 20 years later. We're like the third or fourth biggest alumni club outside of Ohio Whoa. in the country. Wow, That's I how many it. Buckeyes live here. Yeah, yeah. I believe it's, it. It's just crazy. So it just felt like home right away. And I just, it, it, I've never, ever thought of leaving. Yeah. It, How'd you meet your wife? Blind date. Really? <laughs> Set up by who? 
uh, a, a mutual friend that I just met. This is only like six or nine months into me living here. And um, I had a friend and, you know, I, you know, I was having a good time. I was in like Charlotte Sports Connection playing all these. That's the other thing about moving here. You move here, there's all these like groups you can get involved with. Yeah. I was playing like softball. I played soccer in college, so I wanted to play soccer. So I'm playing soccer four times a week, flag football, you know, volleyball. So I was hanging out with all these friends just playing sports. And one of our friends like, hey, I got a friend I want you to meet. I'm like, sure. So well, it was after work. I worked like a day shift. So it was like right after the six o'clock news. I met her at the old Champs, which is now Burton's at Park Road Shopping Center, mm-hmm. which, you know, has been torn down and rebuilt a million times. Um, and it was so funny. I remember meeting her there. And, um, yeah, I went to the bathroom and came back. And she told me later her friend was in the parking lot waiting in case the in case gate she went needed wrong. To pull, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <wow>. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and she tells me, she goes, yeah, after you went to the bathroom, I texted her and said, you're you good. Can you leave. can leave. Oh. <laughs> I was like, so or was in so, case you were in there too long. Yeah, I was like, like oh, wow, what's dinner? going on in there? Yeah. <laughs> 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 but it, but that's where we met, and it just kind of took off from there. And then, like, two years later, I think, and I waited forever to propose. She she gives me hell about that still. Um, but I wanted to make sure, like, I'm one of those people, like, I wanted to make sure I was paying for the ring mm-hmm. completely. Oh, got yeah. it. So yep. I saved up forever. I'm yeah. like, I got to make enough money because I was not making much money at the time. And um, saved up and, you know, basically proposed to her. And we got married in Charlotte across from South Park. Is she from here? Yeah, she's from Charleston, South Carolina. So she's from the Carolinas. So she's at least from this area. And she lived in the upstate for a while. She moved here for a job. And, um, yeah, met her, had her kids here. And just it's now it's completely become home. Yeah. I can't imagine living anywhere else. What does she do? She now, it, we own our own business at home, but initially when I met her, this was the other thing that was great. She was a beer and wine distributor. <gasps> um, yeah, okay. so she worked for Trying Distributing, so she fun. was the purchasing manager. So needless to say, I could any beer I wanted in the world was like, she'd go to the warehouse and they'd have these like broken boxes and she could pick like, make her own six pack every day. Oh, and it was okay. like free, you know? You're, You're like, I'm guy? holding on to this Oh one. yeah, love beer. And um, she was big into the wine, so it was a great job. Did she... Basically, uh, when my second uh, was born, she decided to, like, she got big into health and nutrition and, like, um, health coaching. So she basically got early retirement because she had worked at this job for 15 years and was able to take, like, early retirement. And then she did that and was doing her own thing. And then in the last couple of years, she's kind of started her own little businesses, small businesses out of the house just to make it more convenient because she could then do anything with the kids because yeah. her schedule was wide open. Yes. And now we own, you know, Queen City uh, Yard Art. We, we we do like those signs in the front. Yeah. Oh, really? And, um, so we just, we bought that company, gosh, was like a couple weeks ago. Oh, my Whoa. gosh. And just started taking off. So it's something the whole family could do. Like That's cool. You go up. like set yeah. them up together. Yeah. So it's oh, like a 24-hour rental. And so the kids are involved. And my son's got little spreadsheets and he <gasps> helps like keep track of it. And so, and then they started buying like projectors and like rental stuff for parties that like group with it. So... My son's like he's he's told me forever he wants to like own Amazon. So he's like we try to Little encourage them to be like an entrepreneur. Yeah. So this was a way for something for my wife. She was really looking out. The kids were getting older. Like hey, I need something more. Yeah, because they're how old your kids? They're eleven and twelve right now. Okay. They're eighteen months apart. Currently they're eleven and twelve. In March they'll be eleven and thirteen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're Irish twins. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome though to get the whole family involved like that. Yeah, I so know that's really cool. It's really cool. So we got all these signs in our garage right now, which is kind of funny. They're all these, right they're until all, someone's renting. And them. my wife has like been freaking out because it's the business has been like taken off because yeah. like. 
people right away are you know, like, oh, this is great. Oh, I'm so, sure. And someone sees it and they go, where'd you get that? And where'd you yeah, get that? Yeah, and so it, it just takes like, off. And it's it's a great little business. So it's it's been fun. So that's kind of what she's doing now. And it's actually consuming a lot more of her time than, than you I, thought it would, than right. I think she thought. But it's great for us. It's, like, well, especially because you're doing it with the kids. It's not like it's not taking time away from the kids. Yeah, that's and great. so it's something that they, I think it's a good teaching moment for them. Like, yeah, hey, this absolutely. is how you run a business, how yeah. customer service works, how you, you know, treat yes. your customers and marketing and you know, purchasing new signs like, hey, we need to buy new ones because we've got like, we need some Clemson signs because people mm. want stuff. Oh, that's fun. Game we, day stuff? Yeah, well, we do like the birthday thing. You know, you want to have like their interests. Sure. So you put all the little signs like we always, a bunch of kids that love Roblox or they mm-hmm. love Minecraft. So you got to get yeah. all those characters and put them mm-hmm. up. So you're always looking for new signs. And then for the holidays, we do like elfing where like people can elf their neighbor and there's a big cutout and you can do selfies in it. And so you, you surprise your neighbor, <laughs> you buy it and put it in their yard. Jeez. Like boo, like the Halloween yeah, boo exactly. Thing. Oh, that's cute! Yeah. Wow. So it's like it's a cool it's a cool little business, but in Charlotte, it's a great thing because it just takes off. It's Absolutely. like you said. Tell like, me what, the name again. It's Queen City uh, Yard Art. Queen City Yard Art. Queen, Queen City, City Yard, Yard Art. Art. Com? I think we do have that. We do on social media. If you search us there, we, I think okay. we're getting our website. We had to. We, when the company we bought from gave us all their social media, but the the website I don't think we owned yet. So we're okay. eventually going to get it. But we'll we, find it. People, we're on it's Instagram, not that, Instagram yeah, and go. Facebook. You can yeah, find. Yeah, okay. that's a pretty good name of a company. I mean, that's what you're going to yeah. search regardless. Yeah. So that was like, yeah, we wanted to keep the name, the logo. It was, it was, it was just a great thing. And yeah. So, what a great idea. And I've always like, I've always, you're always looking for Plan B in the TV business, right? <laughs> I was like, what am I going to do <laughs> when I can't do this anymore? Right. Um, but I, I luckily I haven't had to. Work worry about that but it is nice to have something like hey i could always we could do this no like, that's really, what like, i always tell people because yeah. when i we you know when when you leave tv as so many people do yeah everybody kind of goes like how do you uh, I, first of all I, you've never done it so i guess obviously <laughs> so but you've had enough people from your yeah. station or from other stations leave and every single person i told when i was well, i shouldn't say every single person <laughs> yeah. many Let's slow down many Most, people yeah. when i told were like how i want to leave too but i don't i don't know what i would do and, I, and yeah. I always just tell people be doing enough stuff now on the side yes. that, you, that it's not a huge surprise like when yeah. you leave people go oh that makes sense because she always or he always you know did other things or there's other things people can see you having yep. done or there's other you have other experiences because you're right if all you've ever done is done you know forecasts or yeah. sat in front of a teleprompter and read news it is a, a harder transition yeah. or you kind you're limiting yourself to pr or you know yeah. like a, a a sort of natural progression of a step that of somewhere you could be hired whereas if you want to do your own thing if you've done other stuff it's yeah. not that weird for people to sort of jump I, in on that it's funny i think I've, ever since i got into business i've always been working on plan a b c d it's mm-hmm. like and i there's times i thought about walking away or like the, i didn't think the station would work out or something but um I just never have had to do it, which, but it's, I've had the opportunity. Like there's stuff, I do a ton of stuff on the side still. Like, you know, the thing about what's funny, what I do is like, I am more in the meteorology than the broadcast part. So mm-hmm. like the PR and the broadcasting stuff. Yeah, I could do that. But most of the stuff I do, like I do weather support for like NASCAR tracks. Oh yeah. For like oh, the yeah, speedway. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I was going to say, or would you be like a NOAA contractor or, so, right? Like one of the things I do a lot in Charlotte, and I, I am a contractor for Charlotte Mecklenburg emergency management. So oh, whenever yeah. there's a big storm, you know, the stuff I'm doing on social media, I'm actually always sending a weather briefing to the city and the county mm-hmm. to help them prepare for the storm. And I really love that because that's kind of cool. That's the way to, like, be on the ground level with the mitigation of severe weather. Like, Because mm-hmm. the emergency management is where a lot of that work is done. So I do a lot of that, and I teach at UNC Charlotte in the spring in the meteorology department. Oh, that's cool. So I've got all these little feelers, and I could, you know, eventually if I did them, like, spent more time, I could do it. But I always laugh. I say, you know, the station just keeps offering me <laughs> <laughs> contracts yeah, and money make and it's, it worth yeah. staying, it's hard sure. to walk away it's like so um and it, it really it's a testament not to the station but to the community this community has supported me 
so well. So you're beloved. It's yeah. It, it's like well, it's because you support that. I mean, truly, you keep people safe. Like you're the first person people <laughs> if look there's to. Anxious flyers. Look, you're gonna yeah. be in business for a long time. Braddy P, baby. I yes. Know. So you were in. You live in what was formerly called South Charlotte. Now, now we've gone uh, way further south. What? Uh, let's go back oh. to the personal. What? Where do you guys like to hang out? Like, do you like? Do you, where do you guys do date nights? Are you into food? You're into beer. <laughs> I I'm love beer. For you. What are your like, favorite um, beer spots? Yeah. Um, right beers, now, local. like, I, I just, it's funny. I did this great event. It's probably the coolest thing I ever did. I did a weather and beer night at Lower Left Brewing. Um, well, hold on. What? What's so, a weather and beer night? So Do you have to I, hold it on a night where there's severe weather? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that, that would have, I wouldn't be able to go that. No, yeah, um, that's uh, right. It was, so I, I did this. I, I'm, we got a, a guy in my neighborhood uh, runs this uh, Charlotte Beer Collective, which is a really cool group. They do a lot of charity events, and they partner with a lot of the breweries. So he had invited me to the Loso Pup Crawl, which was a, a dog charity. We did the same thing for the station on um, Cleared Shelters Weekend. And so I went to Protagonist, which are Ohio State guys as well. Those guys oh are my awesome. Gosh. Wow. Um, so we, I, we go there for our Buckeye games too. So I went there for the uh, low, low so pup crawl, and they had all the vendors up. And Lower Left was there, and I started chatting up one of their the guys that worked there. And he's, he's like, oh, I love you. And he had this cool um, IPA. It was like a New England IPA. It was, had some weather theme. And I was like, oh, this is really great. And he's like, hey, would you be interested in coming and, like, talking at the brewery? And I'm like, sure. So he starts coming up with this event where I was just going to come for two hours and talk to people about the weather. Like this. Like, yeah, like, like do like a yeah. presentation. Q&A. And, and, and then um, then it comes up. He's like, hey, we're going to make a special beer for you. We're going to do a, a, um, an oh IPA. It was IP Anovich. They were going to make a, oh a, my gosh. A, a, a low pressure session IP Anovich. Oh and I was my like, God, I love it. And I'm like, this is great. And, that, and he's like, hey, we'll give $1 of every pour to whatever charity. Yes. So this was right after Ian. I'm like, you know what? We're going to give $1 of everyone to Ian Relief. And so I'm like, this will be fun. You know, and people start seeing, we had a little social media flyer. I'm like, this is a great idea. I'm like, you show up, the brewer's packed. I mean, they were like just, it was like overwhelming the number of people there. And the beer was really good too. And so I spent two hours just chit-chatting weather, answering questions, talking. At the end, it was like this long, people taking selfies. And they were so excited. They're like, hey, don't do this with any of brewery. We're going to do this again in the spring because they thought it was such a cool event. And I'm like, I loved it because it was like I could just hang out and do what I'm doing now, chatting about the weather, yeah. but drinking beer yeah. at the same yes. time. And so it was really cool. Those guys were just, and it's a smaller brewery. There, it is, you yeah. know. So it was like the perfect setting for it, and uh, it was just fun. How's I mean, the beer? It was good? really good. Yeah, they sent me home with two crawlers. They sold out just the a IP couple weeks ago. I think they couldn't yeah. even. They were like, uh, "So sorry, Brad, but the, <laughs> you were so popular." Well, I'm like, it "You got to make it again because it was it yeah. was really good." We ended up raising like 750 bucks or whatever. Cool, you yeah. know, from yeah. the, because they only made a small batch. But, 750 pints. Uh, that's a. Yeah, that's, I was gonna say that's a yeah. So they did they did pretty good, but you know yeah, breweries are like big. We Middle James and Pineville, we hang out sure. there quite a bit. Oh, that place um, is great. It's such a random. We went look. To, like in between kid games the other day. It's a nice. It's very. I mean, yeah. all breweries are family friendly, but it's very family. Yeah, friendly, so that's like. not too far from my house. And when it first okay. opened, I would go over there all the time. And I'm like, it was just close to the house. I'm like, it's close. But then I'm like, yeah. oh, the beer is actually pretty good. Yeah. It's like because you never know. I think it's just the food's good too. The food is good. They've gone through a couple different. Like vendors for their food, but it's it's really good. And eventually, they're going to build like a huge beer garden out there. Mm, yeah. So okay. we we do a lot of that. I mean, with the kids, it's like at home is usually like, like just chilling out at home. Is yeah. What I, I'm one of those You're people. Smoked. Yeah. I am like I, I mean, we have a great back porch and like we got a fire pit. And I'm like on the weekends, I would just love to chill out to at home. sit there. Um, because you know all week I'm on the go. I'm I talking know. all the time. So I'm like, 
on the weekend, I'm just like, I just want to relax. What about like 8 a.m. podcasts? Like, where are you on that? <laughs> I'm okay with that. That's not bad. It's a Friday going into the weekend. So. Oh, at least, right? Yeah. That's what I've always – have you always done uh, – well, no, I guess you haven't always, but you've done every shift in TV, I guess, right? Yes. You've done mornings, you've done day side, yes. you've done night side. What's your favorite? And That's, for weather? Actually, my shift now is more ideal for the weather. Okay. It's not great for the family. I know. <laughs> the That's e- what I was thinking. The evening shift is horrible. Horrible Especially because your kids are now like sports ages. I mean, yeah. their kids are always sports ages, but they're the ages where, I mean, ours are the same age. Yeah. And every practice oh. ends at like, it's like, you know, 630 to 830, right? I could never go to practice. And, and like, and I'm playing soccer my whole life. I go to my kids. I can go to the games on the weekend and I'm sitting there watching and I'm like, I should be coaching these guys. I, I should be coaching because I'm like you played, at, you played at Ohio State. Yeah, I was wow. a keeper. So like, oh, wow. that, I was say you're built up when you said, <laughs> oh, I was like, Ohio State's got a great program, but he's tall. <laughs> He's probably a keeper. Yeah. I was That's a keeper. Cool. Yeah. That's yeah. Soccer, wow. soccer. I mean, I played all sports. I played basketball, ran track in, in high school. But soccer was a sport. Like, I started early, like, my first couple years, instructional league soccer. And then um, something happened where I was in my, my brother's baseball game. I jumped out of a tree, and I landed weird, and I broke my foot. Oof. And so um, I had my foot in a cast for, like, three weeks. So I go back to soccer practice, and I still had a boot mic on, and I'm walking. The coach is like, go in the goal since you can't run. Yeah. So I stood there, and I was like, oh, you're actually pretty good. And then once you get good as a keeper, it's like, oh, man, it's like a goalie in hockey. It's like, you're you're good. And so every team, so all these travel teams start, hey, we need you, you know. Yeah. And um, growing up in Northeast Ohio, there's a lot of soccer clubs. And being of Croatian descent, it was like there's this group called Croatia. Croatians, they were like a, a group of uh, Eastern European soccer uh, families, and they, they started this. And so I played with them, and we traveled all over the country, the world, playing soccer, and just got really good, played year-round travel soccer. And then I was going to go to school um, to be a meteorologist, and all the schools that offered me soccer con- uh, soccer you know um, scholarships were not, you know, they were liberal arts schools and uh-huh, stuff. I'm like, uh-huh. oh, I'm, I want to be a scientist, so... So I just went to Ohio State and tried to walk on the team. Yeah. And the coach was like, you can't walk on. I don't take walk-ons. And I made it because I was a keeper. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. And two years of playing – Yeah, two years of playing varsity soccer, just riding the bench. I did not like the coach. The program at the time wasn't good. He was not – I mean, I could look back. He was not a very good coach. <laughs> and so they had a club team. And Ohio State's got 60,000 students. You're yeah. going to find 11 oh, absolutely. Yes. good We soccer. went to Carolina. It's all the club teams oh. are play varsity at other yeah, – Exactly. Yeah. So we were better. Yeah. So I quit the varsity team to play club soccer oh, because, wow. first of all, at Ohio State, we had the same resources. We had yeah. uniform travel. We didn't have to practice as much, and it was club soccer. You don't soccer. get treated like crap just because you're a walk-on. Yeah. So <laughs> it was like I got to play, and yeah. so we got to travel. And that was the best time of my life. Those oh, road man. trips with the soccer team were just so much fun. Oh. So when I graduated, it's funny, I tried out for a small professional team, the Columbus Zogs. You know, Zogs? Yeah, it was some marketing person comes up like, we're getting, we need a name oh, for this. Like, he motioned to yeah. you, a no. marketing why did you person. You just waved with an It wasn't a motion, it was a wave off. No, it was spelled with an X too. Oh boy. <laughs> X-O-G-G-Z. Oh geez. I'm like, and so, on. so they were like the equivalent of like the, the Charlotte Independent, you know, okay. or like, or yeah. the Eagles. Yeah. Like, so I. I, I went to their open tryouts and I made the team. Oh my gosh. And it was so funny. Like, this is how bad like professional soccer was pre MLS. Cause MLS wasn't around yet. Nobody on the team like played soccer full time. <laughs> it was like a part-time <laughs> job. And the way you got paid was there was a, like there was a couple international players. Like you were allowed a lot of like four people from Europe. Wait, and, did they think you were Croatian? No. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but they had four people from Europe that could play. And they, I think they got paid just enough to play full time. And then everybody else had like they they worked during the day and played and you yeah. got you got paid like per game 
every goal you got like 10 extra dollars. Oh my god. Every if we got a shutout like for every player on the team, every player on the team got 10 extra dollars. If we drew 3000 fans, we got like an extra 10 bucks. It was the, it was like the weirdest pay wow. schedule I've ever been. But the cool thing was is we were sponsored by Lotto, so I got all this free Lotto gear. Oh yeah. Lotto. Uh, yeah. Do it oh for yeah. The gear, baby. So the gear was fun and I I'm like this isn't going to be a long-term thing. So I did that for like a little bit and I quit and um they just became recreational to me. But I can always look back and say, I played like professional soccer. Totally. For a very short it's a good fun fact. I got you, paid uh, five, 50 bucks a game to yeah. play. I was going to say, I played a full season of professional soccer and made $112. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, did you have a nickname? My nickname growing up in all through soccer was Pano. Because my last name was Pano. Pano. Nice so, save, Pano. Yeah, all my friends oh, would yeah. call me Pano. In fact, you know, Jim Cantori is my good friend. And he still calls me Pano every See, time. That was his name. That was yeah, his I just dropped him. Today show. I have a friend of the Today Show. You're yeah. friends with Jim Cantore. What you got, Jake? Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm on a podcast with two local <laughs> celebrities. <laughs> but it's so funny. I always crack up because when I meet new people in the business and, and Cantore's around, he's like, "Hey, Pano, what's up?" They're like, "What is that?" I'm like, "Oh, that's just the nickname." Nobody else still calls you that now. Um, I have my 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 college friends and my high school friends call me Pano. Like, um, one of my good friends. I just it was funny. It was just the other night. She's a meteorologist too. I went to high school with her. She She's a meteorologist at my sister station in Cleveland, Ohio. Oh. And uh, we did this uh, stream together about the Artemis launch. And she's one of the few, because we grew up in, in high school together, she still calls me Panda, yeah. too. And that's how Cantori found out, because we all hang out together at weather conferences and stuff. Uh-huh. And so that's how it, it became Pano. So that's the one thing that you know, most people don't know around here, because no one's ever really called me that. Yeah. They usually call me by my Twitter handle. It's like WeatherBrad or WX Brad. Oh, sure. That's all people call me. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going Panny. I keep going. Me too. Yeah. Well, I think that's what we call you at home when we've been talking Panty. about having you on. We, like, should we get Panny on? So maybe that's why. Ever Panny? You ever get Panny? Never Panny? No. Well, then that'll be. Wow. Specific just to okay. the fans. I get bratty. I bratty. Mean, be- That's what who, I just call. I did refer to you as bratty, bratty P earlier. And not panty. Bratty, bratty, P? bratty P is one. Of our engineer calls me that. She really? calls me that all the time. In fact, when she she put our Unity app for our IFB, that's what my my username was. It's a natural. It's, I, feel I like do. It's a natural. Uh, now I can see bratty P. All right, Braddy P. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's next? Give us like so you're, you just bought a company as a family. That's like a super <laughs> cool thing, but that's already happened. Hustles. I know. Yeah. So what's what's give us like like on the horizon? Anything exciting going on at I the mean, station? Apart from the station, the biggest thing, and and I, and I I probably I don't know if I said this publicly, but I, the station's been really good to me. I'll be twenty years at the station, and I they just gave me a five-year contract extension Whoa. to stay at the station. So Let's and you like, and you signed it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> God, no, it, it took me a while. It took me a while. No, please I'm, ignore the That's warmer. a big commitment. That's well, like, oof, I'm signing away five it years. Was, no, it was. He's killing it. I know trust he's me, killing it, it but it I was, also know how that would, oh, that's a blessing and a curse. Yes. No, Brad, it, no trust me. It's a huge don't compliment, but it freaks you out because you go, oh. It was, it was like, because, you know, you're right because you're kind of, you're you're locking yourself yes. in. This is what I'm going to be doing for the, yes. so it, it was, a, the negotiation was pretty strenuous because I was, because of that, I'm like, is this what I want to do? I mean, it's great. Like you said, they want you. I mean, They'll it's awesome. They'll make it worth your while, but you're signing um, away five years of your life. Yeah, but I. But it was one of those things where, like, my kids are 11 and 12, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, this gets my yep. son to college yep. just yep. about. And then I'm thinking, too, it's like our station is about to get bought by another company. Again? And, yeah, hedge fund. Um, oh so Wait, we, how many is that since you've been there? Three. Oh, three. Oh, yeah. see, we were like four, and I'd only <laughs> yeah. been there for seven years. Yeah. Is Tepper, is Tepper buying your station? Is Another one. Um, okay. Sim Koo, who owns Bailey uh, Bally's, um, ah. he's one of the big investors. And then, um, yeah, so it's a, it's Apollo. It's not Apollo. Apollo owns 
SOC, but this is a uh, standard general. Okay. But Apollo owns 50% of that. So it's like, it's. So you're big, like, I'm about to go through a new buyer too if I yeah. lock this in. Yeah. So that, and that was the other thing my GM was, that was a good selling point my GM yeah. did. Good job on her part. Like, hey, we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Let's get you locked into something in case then at least you got like a parachute, you know. So, but the other thing is too, like, like I said earlier, I really have never envisioned leaving Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the things, and I think you both kind of indirectly brought this up, is like, you know, I love this area and I know this area. Like people would say, why don't you go national? Why don't you go to the Weather Channel or whatever? And I was like, I would never do that. I want to live where I work. Uh-huh. Because for the very reason you said, like, if I'm in New York or Atlanta or Boston and I'm forecasting, for, I'm not here. Mm-hmm. I have no skin in the game. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I'm doing the weather and why I'm so passionate about here is because – my kids and my family are going through the exact mm-hmm. same weather that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Like I've had to tell my wife to seek shelter on the air mm-hmm. for a tornado warning. That's not happening if I'm working in. And so yeah. I just feel like I'm more invested in what I'm doing because I live here. Yeah. yeah. And so, and the other thing is I just, I love this area. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I know people are from here like, Oh, Charlotte's so boring. I'm, this is an awesome place to live. Oh yeah. yeah. I can't, inv- I mean, I really literally have, having moved in my career, I've gone to great stations and I've hated living yeah, there. Yeah, I know. And it's like, oh, I had this great job, but like, I don't like living here. Right. Here, it's like, to me, it's the opposite. The quality, I like living here. Like, if I didn't have my job in TV, You'd I would still live be, here. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so that, to me, was more important. And that's why Charlotte's so great. Yeah. Know? Great so answer. You, yeah, so now now here's the moment yep. as we sort of wind this uh-huh. down. When you say seek shelter, just because you said that, <laughs> you mean it, right? Oh, yeah. Like, because um, I feel like that could be like seek shelter, and I'll be guilty of it because, again, yeah. I'm following you, and I'm like, <laughs> I mean, do I really need to seek shelter? No, that's like me. You make us get in a closet. Okay, and like, well, let's hold on. You're making me sound. I've done it a couple it's times. It's good. I'm glad you do. I used to just and that's be like, not even for off. tornadoes. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, Jake will have it. We'll- <laughs> I'm just dragging his mail Everybody in the closet. Everybody in the bathtub. (laughs) Everybody get the bathtub. It's true. I picture as soon as you say seek shelter, we do. We have gotten in Jake's closet every now and then because it's like internal and no wall. You know, when no one does. Twelve times. But I always my my brother's house has a basement. Oh, I know. And I'm always like, should we run over to Casey's and get in the basement? But all I picture is Karate Kid Part Two. Yeah. With this this the storm scene right where they're all getting in the storm and they're stuck outside running to the shelter and I'm like, which is worth it? Or the opening scene of Twister. Or the opening scene of Twister. Okay, so what's the the answer is take it seriously. Yeah, like, I mean, the thing is when I, I mean, we're trying to be as accurate as possible and try to timeline that. But if they're, if we're telling you to seek shelter, we, we, we think there's something bad that's going to happen. Because here's the thing, and I've, I've said this a million times on the air, you know, we're using radar to detect a tornado. It may or may not be there, but the storm that's producing that tornado is still producing really bad mm-hmm. weather. So it's not like... Yeah. You're, you're, you're going to go in. Whether you call that, it a tornado or not, it yeah. could still, yeah. Yeah, you're still, you're probably going to get away from lightning, the mm-hmm. wind, the hail. So getting in there is going to be the safe thing to do. And it's 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 weird because the two times I've told my wife to get in the shelter, the first time it was a funnel cloud passed over the house. Okay. But the second time, it, it hit our backyard. We lost 15 trees. This was Whoa. in February I think 2020. I remember seeing that, yeah. And um, like, I remember it was so funny. She wasn't trees. even watching. Um, <gasps> but all the neighbors who were watching heard me say that and were like, booking it in there luckily i was able to text her and she had just pulled up her phone at the same time she saw trees flying she grabbed the dog and ran in there but luckily i'd cleared the closet out and put the helmets there already because we knew there was going to be bad weather that's what my kids kind of know helmets oh yeah so in tornadoes you you really should have a helmet in there like a bike helmet skateboard whatever because the number one thing that happens in tornadoes 80 percent of fatalities are head trauma you get hit in the head with stuff You don't get sucked up and pulled away. Something wow. gets picked up and thrown at you. Yeah. So we always tell people put helmets on. That's why at school when you did the tornado drill, you got down and covered yeah. your head. 
It's all about protecting the head. Well, you've got a bunch of skateboard helmets, Paige, so we should just throw them <laughs> in my closet. I'm a big skateboarder. Huge skateboarder. <laughs> well, that's I've actually just... never heard that. Wow. Yeah. You haven't? I've never heard put a helmet on in the closet. I only yeah. have because Nick used to say it all yeah. the time, too. And I, mean, I, I remember thinking it was silly, and I first heard it, too, but it makes It makes perfect sense. sense. Yeah. yeah. Baseball, mean, hel- like anything. Yeah. Any, any, anything any, that protects any, your hair, Tommy. Any type of helmet. Pillow, uh, Tempur-Pedic, whatever you, you got. Go. It'll oh, work. Oh, boy. Wow. And then I got to say, I love the your pin tweet. It's been there for forever. Oh, the like, cupcake. No confusion between warning, warning and, and watch. watch. Yeah. It's so funny. The watch warning. I mean, the public gets it wrong, but like at our station, the producers would get it wrong. Oh, all the yeah. Time. They toss you like, hey, we're under a tornado warning for the next five hours. I'm like, no, nope, no, no, nope, no, nope, no, 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 no. Yeah. That's not the way it works. We're yeah. under a watch. Yeah. Right. But it's the alliteration, the W's. People just you know, confuse them. So I wanted to make it crystal clear because communication is probably the hardest part of our job. Forecasting the weather is the easiest mm. part. Communicating it is by far the hardest part mm-hmm. because yeah. there's so much information between Alexa, Siri, your phone. People get flooded with weather information. They don't know what's legit, yeah. what's real. So the communication part has become the most difficult and something I really work hard on. So something like that makes it easy for people to understand. Cool. Where can people follow you? You've got like 12 side hustles. Pretty right? much everywhere. Um, I, I keep it simple. WX Brad is literally every social handle I have, whether okay. it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat. And you live YouTube. on them all? Do you have a favorite? Um, I love Twitter. I, was so, yeah. I mean, it's be. Twitter was like my first love just because sure. I think like you have to have a little bit of HHD to be on there because it's, uh, it's so rank, fast, fast and quick, and I love that. But um, in the instant interaction, especially for weather, when there's stuff happening – Twitter's like right there, mm-hmm. um, and the alg- there's no algorithm to filter out stuff. Um, but I Facebook's huge. I mean, it's just so many people on there. Mm-hmm. It's like it's one of those things where Still. you get to feed that beast. But it's mm-hmm. like, yeah. Um, but if you've yet to ask me, I would love Instagram and Twitter and probably YouTube. Um, okay. Just because, and we're in the video business. I'm so surprised more stations aren't better on YouTube. It's like you make video for a living. Yeah. You should be better at it. Yeah, but so many stations place. don't do yeah. anything. Um, but we've really kind of poured ourselves into YouTube with our, our Weather IQ channel because we really, during the pandemic, that was a huge thing when we did weather school. Yeah. It like took off. So it was like an easy way to do it. But yeah, I'm, I'm available there. And if you want to just email me directly, it's WXBrad at Gmail. So, oh, cool. Um, WXBrad. So people can find me all those places. Yeah, do you want to talk at all, Paige, about life after TV anymore? I feel like you've really <laughs> leaned into that. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> you sign what? I'm going to talk to Brad in five years. I'm going to give no. him some tips in 2020, whatever, It's six. funny, though, because I I, it's, I have so many friends that have left, Like, and I feel like I've wanted to leave like a bazillion times, but it, it's, it's this weird... I don't know. It's, it draws me in. I love the weather part of my job. Yeah. I do not enjoy the TV side uh-huh. as much. And it's funny. And I always tell my wife that, like, the time I know it's time to leave is when the TV side makes me not enjoy the weather side. Yes. When I get to that point yeah. where the TV makes me not like weather, which yes. is my initial passion, then I know it's time to leave. And mm-hmm. I have not gotten to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been times where I'm like, oh, this is re-, and like the takeovers. Like, every time. It, it, the, the TV bit, not being a TV person initially getting into the business, it's like, I'm, I, it's so random the yeah. way this, any other business was run the way the TV business because was. Because you don't think of it, it as a business when you, because no. you just watch TV and then you get it and you go, oh, it's a business. Yeah, it is so bizarre the way it is run. A the poorly way, run one. The way they treat people, the hours, the <laughs> yes. pay, it's That's, like. I always tell people who want to get, I go, T- just so you know, yeah. TV is a business that does not love you back. No. You're going to love it. Even if you love yeah. your job, it will not love you back. Yeah, I think you got to go through the three things. 
Do you want to work crazy hours, be paid horrible, and, and be treated horribly? Yeah. Those are the three things. And then that, you get paid well. Yeah. I will say, like, with, yeah, there is a certain yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Like, it's not, not everybody get, I was paid well, too. Yeah. And that makes it worth some of yeah. the crappier parts. But you're right. Oh, the other, I know, sorry. You just launched, we're, like, ready to wrap up. And Brad and I are like, I let's now talk about TV. It <laughs> is crazy. No. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. I know. Thanks for, yeah, waking breakfast. up early. This is great. I mean, I love it. You guys are awesome. This is uh, the fun to do this. Okay, I'll see you on my next flight. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's I get those all the time. I that's during during this during the, the flying season. I mean, I feel like I answer more questions about air travel than oh and weather questions. And the the I'm problem not alone. you're not well, alone. The problem is nowadays it's like sometimes the weather is not even the factor. It's the airline or like staffing or flight attendants, and sometimes okay. I have no just idea that's happening. To worry about yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody, just uh, sure. anytime you have a flight cancellation for any reason, reach out to yeah. WX Brad, yeah. and he's got yeah. you. Should have quit while I'm ahead. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, Brad. Thanks, Brad. Thanks for having me. <laughs> mm, oh, yeah. Thanks for listening, y'all. For past episodes and more, visit jakeandpage.com or get all up in iTunes or wherever you get your podcast with your fine self sitting on your fine couch. Mm-hmm. Talk to you next time. Mm. Yeah. I said, mm. Yeah.